media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and we decide if they should be uh, tossed under the sea or remembered for all of humankind. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who is also planning on moving under the sea. It's... Yeah, hell. How are you doing, Steven? I'm uh, doing great. Uh, kind of questioning <laughs> why we're even... Uh, we're going to review this stuff. Uh, well, why did you even suggest I, that we watch this? I don't think I suggested that we watch this. <laughs> um, all right. It was me. I'll admit it. It was me all along. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, the, the Little Mermaid uh, cartoon. So it's come to this. Huh? Oh, be, oh be, because because there's a new Little Mermaid coming out, right? A live action one. That's why we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're desperate to ride the wave of uh, the trendy waves, if you will, for the sweet. Yes, we too want to be seamen uh, riding <laughs> the wave <laughs> all right i think that works i, I mean i mean the, the 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 lady doing the uh the new aerial she's a very attractive woman so oh yeah, yeah. uh that's that's what you're into <laughs> sure <laughs> i see i figured you'd be more into like the actual aerial because i mean it's well documented that the, the cartoon yes yes um, well because you know you like redheads well i guess technically the the new actress at least in the film she's I mean, she's got red hair, at least, right? She's got red hair. Yeah, I'm sure it's a wig or mm -hmm. something. But well, I was gonna actually. I I I bet the hair's like CG. <laughs> I mean, I bet even she's CG. She G. Well, I just mean for the underwater stuff. Like, uh, I sure they're not underwater. No, I mean, there's no you know, actual actress. She's just AI at this point. <laughs> Disney created her, so they don't have to deal with any more. Steve, we're not real either, Steve. Whoa, you just blew my mind, bro. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, well, um, why don't we just go ahead and jump into the Obscuratron and do this thing? What do you say? Uh, sure. Sounds All good. Right. Welcome to your feature presentation. So before we talk about uh, The Little Mermaid, episode one of like, I don't know, it was like a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, I want to know what your history is with uh, the movie. Did you go see it in the theater? Have you ever seen it? Let me know. I mean, I've seen it. Uh, I, I doubt I saw it in theaters because mm -hmm. um, I was not interested in it when it came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't think it was good after I watched mm -hmm. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I shouldn't say that I didn't think it was good. It's just like not, you know, I was like an 11 year old little boy. I just don't think it was, I'm the target audience. Right. You know, maybe if I would have been a little younger, I would have been into it. Uh, 
But, you know, when I was 11 years old, Steve, I already had a mustache coming in. <laughs> and several, I, several I had, girlfriends. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I already had uh, I had a sea of broken hearts that I was swimming <laughs> through, Stephen. So I don't need to see about a woman that wants legs so she can go bang some handsome <laughs> land walker. But, uh, but that brings me back to where I was going at the beginning of the film. Like, all right, so it's well documented. That, you know, that, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, you, you do like redheads, right? 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 <laughs> I right? Yes. I mean, I don't have like a thing. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, Steve. I have a thing for them. Is that what you want to hear? I mean, I, I mean, it just seems like you've had a lot of girlfriends that had red hair. I mean, am I, am I wrong here? Am I wrong in saying that? What? I, I, I think I had two. I swear at least three. Um, well, you're you're ruining Maybe, my uh, but... my train of uh... yeah 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 Steve. Yeah, right, I just love go with it. Go with heads. it. Okay, so um... yeah, that's all. I make them dye their hair. Okay, red so let's say you're walking along. <laughs> let's say you're walking along, you know, Ebor City or wherever, and um, Ariel pulls up to you in a car, and uh, she's all like, "Hey, how you doing there, big boy?" And uh, basically, you guys uh, talk, and you agree to go on a date, and she's like, hop in. And then you open the door, and you see that she's a mermaid. Do you still go out on the date or not? A couple questions. <laughs> uh, the Ariel that, that appeared, mm -hmm. is she a cartoon Ariel or a human, uh, human Ariel? Human in this scenario, human. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, mermaid, human a, a live living mermaid. Like, you... Are a okay. real person, and she's a real mermaid, and she lives like in salt water. Uh, well, Usually. somehow she was able to come out on land and rent a car. No, no, no. I get that she's also on yeah. land. I just need to. Basically, I'm concerned about the smell. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So what you're, what you're saying? I, I don't like seafood, so if she smells like the sea, I probably wouldn't be. Uh... All right. So you opened it. I'm not. I'm not even talking about what's under the. Table. <laughs> Just, right. just in general, or general. Oh sense. man, I, I meant to give a, a warning ahead of time. Like if you're a uh, a young, like a, a kid, or like a real big Disney person, you probably aren't going to want to listen to this show because um, we're probably just going to end up making fun of the Little Mermaid and uh, making uh, crass and uh, sophomoric remarks like that. But you know, I mean, you and I were not the target audience for this mm -hmm. uh you know no no uh, i mean i mean you were you were a little younger than me when this came out so maybe you you might have been into it i do remember like little kids you know boy both boys and girls like in the movie um, yeah I'll... but i was like 11 uh, this came out a month before i turned 12 all right so. i mean yeah i'll admit i'm pretty sure my mom took us to see the little mermaid in the theater and um yeah i remember liking it uh quite a bit i mean it's uh quite the spectacle um great animation and at, at the time you know very memorable songs if you know you're an eight or ten year old um well I, I was just gonna say like it's not earlier i said i didn't like it i, I probably shouldn't say i didn't like mm -hmm. it there because there were some things i liked about mm -hmm. it uh oddly enough most of the songs i did not like right and there were a lot of them yeah. uh, i was surprised there was they are memorable like under the sea mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm course everything's wetter <laughs> everything's better when it's wetter uh that did make an impact on my life yeah yeah but uh <laughs> yeah um but like the story i wasn't into like the the overall story like i didn't care about the romance 
part of it. I did think Ursula was cool. I do remember that. See, that seems like a girl you would be into. <laughs> I mean, she obviously influenced what you look for in a woman now, which is, you know, like a scene girl, tattoos and daddy issues, right? <laughs> She does seem like she'd be a scene girl hanging out at the castle right, or, but or a reservoir bar or a something. A lot of people but... have speculated that um, Ursula would not be into men, if you get my drift. Uh, and Yeah, I could see yeah, that. And furthermore, I also heard that for a while, um, she was originally supposed to be voiced by uh, Divine. Are you familiar with Divine, the... Uh, the John Waters drag queen actor slash actress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he uh, and I think I'm saying the pronouns properly. He passed away before he got a chance to do it. So uh, that 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 was um, Divine's the person that ate the yeah. poop, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She, she ate like actual shit. Yep, yep on camera. Or like uh, that John Waters um, movie. That yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. Pink flamingos, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I mean that's. Oh, I don't think I think you know you're not mistaken. Oh, I mean, Steve. I think uh, hey, I've seen a John Waters film or two. I'll admit it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> right, because the scene girls. It's like can... a tra- from what I remember, it was just like you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like s- such like a train wreck you can't look away. Kind of. Oh a yeah, thing. I mean, At it's, least it's I a freak show, one hundred percent. But yeah, John Waters, especially you know in the '90s, he was part of the whole. You know that whole indie film scene, um, right? And now I don't know. He just he sort of pops up as an actor here and there for for whatever reason. But uh, but enough of yeah. Divine and her uh, <laughs> poop eating. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about an, another piece of poop, <laughs> possibly uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid uh, TV show. And uh, did you even know that this existed? I did know it, it existed. Mm. I never watched it. Um, I think this was like at least initially on the Disney Channel, right? Yeah, but it was also on like. Uh, it, I know eventually, then it made its way to like ABC. their like syndicated uh, regular blocks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I. But no, I mean, I I never watched mm-hmm. it. Uh, I never watched any of like the direct to video follow up movies that they uh, did. I think they did like two direct to video Little Mermaid mm-hmm. movies. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I did like The Lion King, though. I did think that that was a great uh, film, yeah, the first one. I, I agree with you. Um, but you were, uh, you know, you were mentioning how you weren't really into the story of The Little Mermaid. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if what people know or don't know, but The Little Mermaid is actually based off of like a um, Danish uh, folktale by Hans Christian Andersen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Just uh, part of the, I mean, just as, you know, I think The Lion King is, well, have you ever heard that The Lion King is a ripoff of like an anime called Kimba? Kimba, the the white lion. Have you ever heard that? No. Yeah, well, look it up, buddy. Or maybe maybe we'll watch Kimba someday. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will. Uh, but uh, yeah, so jumping into The Little Mermaid, season one, episode one, uh, it is titled A Whale of a Tale premiered uh september 11th 1992 and ran all the way to november 26th 1994 man there's just something about september 11th uh you know that's one of my good friend's birthday from uh, when i was <laughs> i remember on one of the past podcasts you said that yeah so somehow this lasted uh three seasons and ran for 31 episodes and it is a prequel to the events of the film And uh, here is a synopsis for the episode. 
Ariel adopts a baby whale, much to the dismay of her father, King Triton. You know, in case you forgot his name. Uh, and uh, the, the director of this episode is Jamie Mitchell. And basically, he worked on all the best Disney 90s shows back in the day, including DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. And then his career just continued spanning upward from there on forward. And uh, the writer here is one uh, Peter S. Beagle, and he's also the creator of the show. And he wrote The Last Unicorn, the animated uh, 70s Lord of the Rings, and also worked on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, should I run the bumper, or do you have a Star Trek connection? Nope, because we've got more Oh, really? Mm, interesting. All right, and of course, this was uh, produced and distributed by Disney Television Animation. Uh, so, who are some of the voice actors in this show? Um, first, playing the part of the Little Mermaid, we've got Jodie Benson, mm -hmm. who looks like she was also the original Ariel as well. So uh, that's cool that they uh, had her, mm -hmm. I guess, <laughs> out of there. <laughs> but uh, she's voiced Ariel in a bunch of other stuff, uh, like random videos. And I think I saw like in some games or whatever. But uh, she's done a lot of voice acting, a lot of kids shows. Uh, there's <laughs> one called, uh, there's a series apparently. I, and I think this is like a cartoon. There's a series called The Kids, Ten Commandments. Oh, nice. And... I just love that one of them is called uh, Kids Ten Commandments, A Life and Seth Situation. <laughs> a, uh, li a Life and Seth? Yeah, so I guess maybe this kid Seth is in a, in a bind. Oh, I see. Anywho, <laughs> moving right along, we've got uh, Jim Cummings. Uh, he's just credited as other voices. And Jim Cummings has done a voice in just about everything uh, animated yeah, ever, I think. I think he's shown up before in some other stuff that we reviewed. Yeah, he uh, he was also in Star Trek Starfleet Academy, the video game, as Kestel, Kimoth, and some other voices do not run the bumper yet. I uh, Up next, we've got... I might as well, I guess, do the next person that was in Star Trek. Uh, we've got... I think it was Eden Gross that was in it. Let me see. Well, I seem to have lost who was uh, in it, so that's great. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> hold on, hold on. It must have been this. There we go. So, yeah, it's e Kenneth Mars uh, who plays... I, I don't even care who they play and what we're reviewing anymore, Steve. I just checked to see what their Star Trek stuff is. He plays King Triton. Uh, Kenneth Mars has been in a lot of stuff, actually. He's got uh, 230 credits Nice uh, in IMDb. He was Otto Mancuser in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I don't know if you watched Malcolm I in did, the Middle. I did, but I don't remember I, that character. Same here. I watched it, and I do not remember. And he, would, he was in 25 episodes as that character, so it's not even like a, like a <laughs> one-off. So I don't know why, why wow. we can't remember it. Um, but yeah, he did a bunch of other stuff. He was in The Little Mermaid 2, um, so I'm assuming he was in the original Little Mermaid as mm -hmm. well. He was in Steve's favorite cartoon, Bruno the Kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there he is, yeah. I thought we've seen him before, yeah. But uh, he was in Duckman. He was uh, Colias in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, and that is the end of the Star Trek Connections, if you want to run it now. Okay, you got it, buddy. Uh, here it comes. <laughs> Ah, oh no, we've just entered another 
Star Trek Connection. Ah! And uh, just real quick, uh, if I could jump in there, back to Jodie Benson. Uh, I have to point out that the first uh, voice acting she ever did was for Tula of the Pirates of Dark Water, a show that we definitely need to review uh, at some point. I've heard of that show, but I don't think I've it's ever. It's got a really it. big um, cult following now, just because it was one of those that it came out in the '80s and it was very dark, and unfortunately, it got canceled before it even had got an ending. But uh, anyway, well, we do have two other cast members: Eden Gross, who plays Flounder. Uh, he also did the voice of the Good Guy doll uh, in a few of the Chucky. Oh, movies. nice. So that's a little yeah. weird. He was also Little Herman in Herman's Head, which I know we've talked about covering Herman's oh, Head. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like how the um, his profile picture, Eden Gross, is the, the good guy doll. It's Chucky, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, we've got Samuel E. Wright. He plays the voice of Sebastian. Um, he was also in the Little Mermaid 2 video game and some other Little Mermaid-related things. I can't. Oh, it looks like he was also the original uh, Sebastian. I actually thought this was like somebody doing an Me impression. Me too. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound no. like maybe we just remembered it. Like, cause I don't know how long it's been since you've seen the little mermaid, but I mean, I, <laughs> I certainly before my 20s right. yeah. uh, was the last time I watched it. So maybe we just remembered it being more accurate right. to like a, I guess he's supposed to be like Jamaican. Right. Caribbean. Uh, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, like a couple times watching this episode, he like loses the accent. Yeah. I was like, man, what, um, you know, bargain basement voice actor did they get to replace the original Sebastian voice actor? But uh, I guess it's him. <laughs> well, you know, obviously less time in a TV production, so less money. Oh, there you so go. So I guess maybe they're just like, hey, we only have so much time for so many takes. <laughs> you get one and a uh, half takes, kid. Come on, let's knock it out. Yeah. And, you know, that. It would have been recording to tape, I'm sure, not digitally. Right. So, you know, you, you you got your time and budget constraints. You, you and, get what uh, you pay for. And, hey, this is just for kids. Who cares? <laughs> right. They're dumb. <laughs> That's the Disney motto, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, that wraps it up for the cast. Very small cast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they kept it that way on purpose. Uh, so, uh, you ready to dive into the episode? Let's do it. All right. So the opening theme plays, and it is basically a medley of all the hits from the Little Mermaid uh, movie. I mean, you got your uh, Under the Sea, and I think the Kiss the Girl chorus is in there somewhere. Um, And, uh, yeah, so whatever. It was weird that there was – was it weird that there was no lyrics? Yeah, I thought something was wrong with the uh, (laughs) – video the legally procured video file i was watching Mm -hmm. so i like checked in vlc i'm like is there like another audio track or something so yeah i thought like something because there's like no you don't hear like anybody talk for like the first like two and a half minutes maybe right yeah well i guess they were really trying to establish the atmosphere and the mood i guess so yeah well i mean we are hanging out with a bunch of whales at the beginning so um uh, but anyway, we're about to get to that. Um, and in fact, a family of whales swims through the ocean. And then, of course, a whaling ship uh, sees them. So, of course, they proceed to massacre all the whales, the big whales. Uh, amongst the big whales is one baby whale, and he manages to get away. 
So, I mean, that's basically our cold open. Like, what did you think of uh, at the beginning here? I mean, it was fine, uh, but I don't think that they massacre the whales, though. They just, the whales, like, are, they try to massacre them, but the whales run away. But in the chaos, uh, the our little whale or whatever, like, he breaks away from the pack and loses. Well, I'd say it's up to the imagination almost because they sort of cut away and then there's, like, a red glow. <laughs> so that made me think that, do you remember the red glow? Yeah, but later on at the end when, you know, like Ariel's like, is that your family? And he's like, yeah. Oh, all right. I just thought that was a different school or family of whales. Uh, I guess I missed that line because yeah. I was listening. I mean, maybe you're right. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> hey, hey, you pretend to be interested in this, God damn it. We're obscurity now. I hope they, I hope they were massacred. <laughs> this little whale, he's too gentle. He needs some trauma in his now, life. Now, what would Star Trek Four say about you right now? not caring about the whales. Is that the right one? Star well, Trek four where they save the yeah, whales. Yeah. The one with the yeah. whales where they go back in time to save the Spock whales. would be yeah. very disappointed in you right now. You're the one that was like, they massacred. Well, I, so you, because started. I thought they did. Um, but, uh, any, you maybe be because that's what you want. <laughs> well, maybe. So look, I have, I've acquired a taste for whale blubber. Is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I love to have it with my foie gras and um, let's see, what are some other stuff that you're not supposed to eat? Caviar. You're not supposed to eat oh, caviar, no, you... but anyway. Oh, I, I thought you were just going for fancy seed. Well, foie gras is like, what's that baby? Um, veal. We'll just throw veal in there. All right. I, I don't know, Steve. I don't I don't eat these uh, unethical meats. <laughs> sure you don't, buddy. Sure you don't. All right. So cut to Flounder and Ariel are hanging out. Ariel, uh, I mean, they hear like, which is basically the moaning of a whale off in the distance. And she's all, what's that sound? And uh, swims toward it. Meanwhile, the baby whale is uh, about to get eaten by sharks. Uh, Ariel says that someone needs help, but Flounder is, uh, said he's hungry. <laughs> He'd rather eat than go uh, investigate, you know, someone possibly uh, being murdered. Uh, he yeah. tries to leave, but then um, sort of runs into, I guess it's like some coral or something, and there's a big eye behind it, and that big eye belongs to the aforementioned baby whale. Um, and uh, so they have like, um, basically Ariel is like, oh, hey there, little guy. Like, uh, you know, uh, tries to investigate and, you know, get get the whale to like warm up to her. And so how does he, uh, how does Ariel win her over, him over? I don't even remember. <laughs> she sings to him, of course. Oh, that's right. Because that's, right. that's what this entire episode is all about, like singing. And I, I was really surprised. Yeah, there's a really long musical number in I it. I thought this was just going to be sort of straight, you know, quote unquote action. Like, I was really surprised they managed to, to work in like two, I think three songs, possibly. Um, I'm sure you weren't a fan of that because I know I wasn't. No, no. Especially the Sebastian number. That oh. was... That seemed to go on forever. Indeed. Well, it just meant that I had to take less notes. Um, but uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, she wins it over by singing to it, you know, in the typical Disney fashion. Um, and I mean, I was just uh, really surprised that they were singing in a half hour cartoon show. And uh, then the whale sort of moans along with Ariel as she sings. Uh, Ariel says to Flounder that, uh, you know, he can be your big brother. Um, any thoughts on any of that stuff? 
Um, I knew right away, spoiler alert, I didn't enjoy this, uh, <laughs> that I wasn't going to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I tried to keep an open mind and like, okay, this is for kids. But man, I think even for a kid's cartoon, this is like, at least this episode, I don't know, like, Flounder is very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have found him annoying even as like an eight-year-old. Sure, me too. Um, you know, Ariel is like too goody goody mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know yeah i mean yeah, it was what, what, what were you thinking at this point i mean i was thinking the same thing i was like wow obscurity now sure has sunk to a new low <laughs> and i was <laughs> the depths of the sea yeah exactly uh to the mariana trench uh with all the other uh podcast <laughs> disney podcasts um but uh yeah i was the the singing is what really like you know took me down a peg i was like oh no uh but overall i mean even just like the plot like until the end it finally has a little bit of like conflict and action it's just boring i mean this is like your basic i found a stray dog like plot that could be taken Mm -hmm. from like lassie or any like sitcom um that's been produced in the last like 30 years Yeah, because all they do, like, the story is, okay, they try to, like, teach it how to hunt or defend itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, They try to just teach it how to behave. All right. Yeah, let me me work up to that. (laughs) What? I'm letting you work up to it. Okay, okay. All right, let's move on then. So, uh, yeah, Flounder doesn't want to have anything to do with the whale. Um, And so now we're in the castle. Uh, Sub- Neither do I. Flounder. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Sebastian. Oh, here's here's the important thing here. Yehel is um, important. Yeah, <laughs> quotation marks. Is anything okay. important? We're we're just gonna become a nihilist podcast after this, uh, if we weren't already. But um, so we're once again faced with that um, question that arose all the way back when we reviewed uh, the Chipmunk Adventure in why is a uh, Sebastian and Flounder sentient, but the whale is not. I was wondering the same thing too. Like, I mean, whales are supposedly like the most intelligent creatures in the ocean, maybe like next to a dolphin or something. Yeah. You'd think they'd be the ones talking, you know? Yeah, definitely not a crab or a flounder. Yeah, exactly. And I got another question for you. Where was Echo the dolphin during all this? He really would have spiced things up. Uh, he's, he's getting ready for his LSAT. He's got it. <laughs> Uh, things to do <laughs> good answer good answer okay so um but yeah yeah and i i don't know i mean maybe he is sentient but he's so young he doesn't know how to talk yet because mm-hmm. i mean we, i guess that could be it but but you'd think that we would have heard the other whales at the beginning being like you know whaley get out of here go like we'll, we'll yeah. yeah so we <laughs> whaley yeah. that's what they named i mean <laughs> spot i mean come on Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should mention that unless you're about to get to yeah, she has a, Ariel names him Spot. Yeah, did she name him that already? But yeah, the, the whale's name is Spot there. Because um, he, he has a spot on his tail. Right. So uh, Very creative, Ariel. <laughs> is Ariel sentient? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> very creative Disney. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're at the castle, and they see Sebastian and uh, Ariel and um, Flounder and Spot have to sneak by. Uh, Ariel shows Spot his new room, and um, and man, she's all over this whale, like hugging him and nuzzling with him and stuff. I I don't know about you, but I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a little weird, and also like 
the my main question when she showed him to his room is who is making because there's like a bed in there mm-hmm. who is making like this furniture because <laughs> uh, it's just like a regular human bed right uh who's manufacturing like the comfort the sheets the where are they getting this wood from um uh, i don't know and also wouldn't you be like kind of like floating you're underwater like how do you stay in this bed? <laughs> and if you need to be strapped down to the bed, do you need a bed really at that point? I don't know. But we are in a world with mermaids here. So, you know, you just got to <laughs> toss out any kind of. Yeah, um... I guess so. This is. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple instances where like the in-universe laws for like what floats and what just has grab regular Earth landfall gravity is they play very fast and loose uh, with it. Sometimes you hit something and it'll sink as if though it's outside. Mm. Sometimes it'll float away, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, they fool around in the room, which sounds really weird to stay, say out loud. Um, yeah, they're just like playing around, right. Horsing around. There you go. Uh, sea horsing around. Um, yeah. and then of course, <laughs> Sebastian shows up and, um, and they do again, another tired, like cliche of a joke where they have to hide the whale and it's like, Oh, is Sebastian going to see the whale? Um, and then he's there to tell them about the big spring celebration. And, uh, then Sebastian sees spot and he's outraged. Um, flounder says that Sebastian can be the uncle, but Sebastian says that a killer whale is not a pet. Um, but, um, but then he basically relents because I think secretly Sebastian is attracted to Ariel. I, I don't know why I wrote that, but just go with it. <laughs> um, so Ariel tucks Spot in <laughs> to his humid bed. Uh, then she and Flounder leave to go watch Sebastian sing. I mean, I guess this is supposed to be the spring celebration, which again, what a title. The spring celebration. And how do they even know yeah. that it's spring if they're underwater? Um, but I was just going to say, like, are they having seasons down there? I <laughs> right, mean, right. What is going and on? And where's Sequest during all this? But, uh, all right. Yeah. And Triton is, I forgot, like, how jacked he is. Oh, I... Like, where is he working out? <laughs> is he natty? Yeah. He looks like he's on trend I think or he and Aquaman probably do sets together. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're doing sets together. <laughs> Uh, sets of mermaids that is oh 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 i was thinking like they were right like, i know uh, you were making a gay joke maybe hooking up. right hey i mean it was one big under the sea orgy how about that <laughs> yeah why not i, I mean <laughs> anything's possible under what, the what, sea hey and what happens under yeah. the sea stays under the sea you know what i'm saying you know i mean they're both wet and as <laughs> sebastian loves to sing everything's better when it's wetter <laughs> Actually, he says downwards wetter, I believe. Or the Downwards yeah, wetter. Yeah. Everything's better. That's, that's what it is. I knew it was missing like a That's syllable. even worse. It's even yeah. worse. <laughs> so, all right. During Sebastian's big number here, Spot shows up and he like break dances. And then he honks so loud, it causes the venue to crumble. Uh, and then cut to Ariel and the gang getting chewed out by King Triton. Uh, and he says, whales don't belong here. And says that uh, Ariel and the gang are have like, I don't know, 10 days to teach it how to be a whale, a real whale, how to survive. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you, then they basically start training. Do you have uh, any comments about the King Triton chew out scene? 
No, not really. It's a little weird that the whale knows how to break dance, uh, <laughs> but doesn't know how to defend itself like instinctually. That's like uh... although I guess I guess later it does because it it just needs the motivation, right? Right. The proper motivation. At this point, um, it's just a, a cuck whale, and you know it has to be Andrew Tated into uh, you know a man whale. I guess. Uh, am I still what? allowed to <laughs> reference him, uh, even though he's like? Well, I mean, I I. I wish that's how it went down, but I think it's just he needed to, because uh, if he was like an Andrew Tate type, he would like the whale would have thought he was like a tough guy the whole and time, and then actually not be one, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yeah, gotcha. Uh, so they start training, and uh, it's oh, man, just tired cliches after tired cliches. I, I'm sorry, see, I did you see like when Andrew Tate got out of like jail or whatever, and. He was like, he tweeted, uh, full head of hair and a beard. I don't even recognize myself when I look at the mirror. And then somebody like added like a picture. Because, you know, the guy is very clearly going very bald. Mm-hmm. Somebody added a picture of him and it's just like three patches of hair on his head. Ah. He's like, but he had tweeted like a full head of hair and a beard. <laughs> Shaggy beard. I did not I see that. That's me. funny. Yeah. Anyway, sorry no, about that aside. Hey, no. More sides. We, we need them for this one. Uh, so, yeah, they start their training montage. Flounder, like, he's, like, trying to teach Spot how to, like, uh, roar or whatever and ends up scaring him. Uh, and then they basically head back home. Sebastian, Yeah, like, Flounder scales the whale, scares yeah. the whale. Sebastian, the, the whale's basically like a big, gentle, scaredy cat. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. A big, like, fluffy dog. Um, so Sebastian says that Spot has to sleep outside the castle and everyone is just like mortified. I mean, I, I think that's <laughs> pretty acceptable. Um, so yeah. now everyone's asleep and then you see sort of like the fin of a shark, uh, swim by, which is a, a te- everyone's sleeping outside with him. Right. We should specify. Yeah. Well, if, even Sebastian, mm-hmm. um, but again, he's willing to do anything to win over Ariel. Uh, so. so the next day, Ar- oh, I guess this is the spot where Ariel tries to teach Sp- Spot how to growl. And uh, then as they're doing that, the sharks show up. They all try to swim away, but the sharks are in hot pursuit. Uh, Ariel and the gang swim into a giant shell, and the sharks follow. Um, spot sees, like, something glowing. I guess it's like the end of the shell. This was kind of a little bit confusing. I don't know if you saw something I didn't, but yeah, he sort of sees. I, I think what it was supposed to be was like a part of the shell that was like thinner Mm -hmm. and the light was like coming through it. I think that's what they were going for, but I don't know. Like, like you said, it looks weird. It's yeah. And basically somehow it gives him the idea to head the sharks off at, at the pass, basically, or the end of the shell, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And, like, break through, like, that area yeah, he's, that was glowing. Yeah, he's about to do that. The sharks almost have uh, Ariel and um, and uh, Flounder, which, <laughs> too bad they didn't. But then yeah. uh, Spot bursts through the shell, Echo the Dolphin style. He then spin thrusts <laughs> into the sharks, uh, you know, and basically sending them flying back uh, into the lower depths of the sea. Um, and then uh, he he beats them up. Oh, actually, before they go further back, I mean, he really uh, he really lays into them with his uh, <laughs> just constantly running into them and stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know, wasn't there like a suplex in there somewhere or, or a chair? 
Something like that. <laughs> I, I think he like whips. <laughs> I think the closest thing is he like whips one of them with his tail around or something. Right, right. Yeah, just all these moves just coming out of nowhere just because his friends were in danger, though. You were right. He just needed the right motivation. Um, and then at the end, um, I thought he found some new whales. Yehel says it's the original whales. Um, I guess we'll never know because I don't know about you, but I, 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 I highly doubt they killed. They wanted kids to think that, like, the whales, the, the guy's family were killed off. So I'm going to go with this. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but anyway, he sees them. He goes and swims over to them. And then uh, Ariel and them thinks he's uh, left. But then he comes back. They have, like, a quick little goodbye moment. And then he leaves for good. And that is the end of The Little Mermaid Season 1, Episode 1, A Whale of a Tale. Do you have any comments about that ending? Um, you know, uh, mercifully it arrived after about 22 minutes, uh, kind of the ending you would expect. Right. Um, so, you know, it was what you'd expect and I suppose what it should be for a kid's show, Mm -hmm. right? You don't want to make them cry. Uh, you know, cause you're, as a parent, I assume you would want to just plop your kid down and try and get 30 minutes of peace. That's uh, Uh, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I did look at some of the other episodes mm-hmm. uh, after watching it. I've not watched, not I didn't watch sure. the other episodes, but I just kind of looked through some of the titles and the descriptions because I was just like, ah, oh, this is so bad. Like, are they all like this? And uh, it's interesting. You've got some where it's definitely like uh, they have like their environmental episode, which was like a big thing in the 90s with cartoons. Sure. Uh, but there were two that kind of stuck out to me as being really weird. Mm-hmm. One's called Land of the Dinosaurs is a season three episode. And the description, it's very short. The description just says, during a trip to the North Pole, already like, why why the fuck is Ariel going to the North Pole? But anyways, during a trip to the North Pole, Ariel finds frozen dinosaurs and thaws them out with her father's trident. Wow. I mean, that sounds way (laughs) more interesting than this one. Yeah. Then there was another one that uh, I remembered. Uh, what triggered my memory was I was like, oh, this guy's like an Andrew Tate. Uh, <laughs> the description to this one is Apollo, a great and Atlantean hero, comes to visit and Ariel wants to go on an adventure with him only to learn he isn't all he is cracked up to be. Oh, it was. That. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which way that's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So use, anyways, I uh, just thought I'd throw those out there. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was looking for, um, you know, stills for the Obscuratron, I saw Ariel hanging out with some blonde mermaid. I don't really know. That that's was it a guy? Oh, I thought it, I'm pretty sure it was a woman. Pretty sure. Oh, okay. Because the Apollo guy uh, is like a blonde uh, mermaid-looking mm-hmm. thing with like a blue bottom. He's a merman. <laughs> blue bottom. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. His his, his tail is blue. Yeah, uh, but he's got big, long like he's got like actually like very Ric Flair like hair. No, yeah, I definitely saw a uh, a woman mermaid. I didn't see that okay. that guy. Um, I also saw. Well, I should add also R- Ron Perlman did his voice. Oh man, that would have been cool. <laughs> we got to start researching these things better. <laughs> all right, this is now a Little Mermaid cartoon podcast. <laughs> We're gonna go through all the episodes. Man, I. If I ever see Ron at a con, I'm going to bring that up. I'm going <laughs> to say, what's up? What's up there, Apollo? Um, yeah, you, you may also ask him about his role in Star Trek Nemesis, the worst TNG movie of all. 
What uh, what did he do in that? The villain? He plays, he doesn't play the villain, but he plays, Tom Hardy plays the villain, mm. Shinzon, mm-hmm. which is like a clone of Picard, but he plays uh, Tom Hardy's like right-hand man. But he's under a bunch of makeup, like so much alien makeup, you don't even recognize his face. Like you don't see any of his face, basically. So, And they alter his voice from what I remember, too. Aww. So you take away his distinctive face. And his distinctive voice. Why didn't they? Why they should have just cast... hired a stuntman at that point, you think? It's so weird, dude. I, I, Idris Elba is in the uh, one of the, the new Star Trek movies, Star Trek uh, Beyond, the last mm-hmm. one. And it's the same thing. He's under so much makeup. You don't recognize him at all. And they alter his voice. Get it together, so Hollywood. Why did you bother? They just wanted his name because everyone loves Idris Elba. He, he's like in one scene as a human before he got turned into this alien. And it's like a flashback thing with like all this, all this distorted video. So even there, you don't get a great look at him either. So you're, and it's less, you're saying it's like a, uh, Lance Henriksen, uh, cameo in super Mario brothers, 93. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Where it's like, why did you bother? <laughs> well, uh, anyway. man, I, we could talk about this stuff forever, but, uh, I man, think that's, I actually have some, inf- yeah, yeah. Let's finish up with little mermaid. And then I, I want to do a little aside about the super Mario brothers movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, run thine question. All right, Mr. Velasquez, do you think that the little mermaid season one, episode one pilot should be remembered for all of human history or sunk to the depths of the Mariana Trench, never to be heard from again. No, it should definitely be sunk. Let it drown. Let Arrow. Well, I guess Arrow can't drown, right? right? So I don't know. Bring her up to the surface so she suffocates. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See, I, I figured uh, you'd be all all about Ariel, but uh, I guess uh, I was. I, oh I yeah, I forgot. You think, You're an Ursula. Like, I forgot. You're an Ursula guy. I, I'm trying to like think of who these redheads are. I can only think of two. <laughs> I mean, maybe they had like uh, dyed red streaks. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I, 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 anyway, just making content over here. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steve? What, what say you? Oh, yeah. This was uh, pretty boring. Um, I mean, even if you compare it to, like, DuckTales or Rescue Rangers, it's just uh, not very well written, not really paced very well. Um, and uh, there was not really much in it uh, for me to like uh, at all. So, Has your son seen The Little Mermaid? No, I mean, he just made it through his first feature film in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. And I don't think he's, uh, he doesn't really care for 2D animation at the moment. Um, So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe one of these times when we're watching some thing like this where it's like, you know, where it's clearly something like this where we're not the audience. You know, we're way too old to, you know, have any appreciation for it now with no nostalgia. Maybe you should try to sit your uh, your offspring in front of it and see uh, what his reaction that's is. A, that's a good idea. I mean, he just doesn't have the best attention span. Uh, but anyway. Well, you, you need to start exploiting him, Steve. <laughs> I've tried. As I said, he just doesn't sit very well. So uh, Little Mermaid, episode one, you are obliterated. All right. Uh, So what's this about Super Mario Bros you wanted to talk about, bro? 
so just last night I was watching um, an episode of VFX Artists, Artists React from Quarter Crew, mm -hmm. uh, which is a really good show. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they do really good deep dives into you know how certain visual effects were made. Are these the guys who made the AI anime? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I'm familiar. Yeah. So anyways, basically, they started talking about the original Super Mario Brothers movie, and um, it was actually a, a pioneer for, like, visual effects. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, we mentioned that very briefly. But did we touch about how, like, this was the first movie not done by ILM that was edited and uh, the effects were done digitally instead of analog? Uh, no, no, we did not mention that. So... Basically, at the time, ILM were the only ones that had the tech mm -hmm. uh, to scan the film digitally and, you know, do a full-on edit for it. Uh, but Kodak was in the midst of uh, creating similar technology. And basically, the producers from Super Mario Brothers found out about it. They wanted to, like, try to do some stuff that basically was going to be too expensive to do uh, analog. Mm -hmm. And so they reached out to Kodak, and Kodak was like, yeah, you can be the first film <laughs> we uh, let let do this um so yeah they ended up uh pioneering a bunch of uh special effects and um uh they, they basically used something called i forgot the name of the program now i think it's called like finite or affinity i should have written it down mm -hmm. but basically it's the first uh after effects type compositing program oh interesting uh so this so this is one of the first films to ever be like fully digitally composited uh, and they ended up pioneering a bunch of like rotoscoping uh, techniques and technology that ended up being used by films going forward. So anyways, just wanted to touch on that because I did not know. Well, that. at least Super Mario Brothers 93 did something right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about the first Little Mermaid episode? Are we wrong? Are we just a bunch of Disney haters? Uh, let us know. Uh, in the comments. Um, other than that, we will see you uh, next Sunday as we, as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, zero feet, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. 
30 pages of insane dinosaur action that will leave you hungry for more. Issue 1, crowdfunding now. Written and created by Stephen Honeycutt. Arts by Antonio Brandao. Colors by Bruno Ferlani. Jump on now before the whole human race is extinct. Download the digital preview today. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.